Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Episode 43, the Norfolk State at Coffin State. Yeah, um, this is kind of strange, JJ. We haven't even recorded episode 42 yet. Mm-hmm. So why the heck are we recording 43? Um, well, as you people will know, because they'll already listen to it, um, the most famous number in baseball is probably 42. <laughs> nice job with that Velcro there. Uh, it's 42, which is Jackie Robinson. So mm-hmm. we I, we felt we had to do that as our special episode. Yeah. Uh, but we did and want yesterday, to... yesterday, we went to a Blue Crabs game, which was about Jackie Robinson. And, that and there be... was pretty much nothing. And that will be mentioned in episode 42. They'll already know all this stuff, so you don't need to tell them anymore on that. So anyway, this is the conclusion of the uh, NEC regular season. And um, Coffin kind of got themselves into a bit of trouble in terms of trying to qualify. We knew top six qualified. Um, the fact that they managed to sweep Delaware State last weekend did give them a chance. Um, unfortunately, they were eighth in the standings. So for them to qualify, they needed a few things to go their way. Ideally, they needed to sweep Norfolk, Norfolk State, but they needed other results to go their way. So let's start off with them with a few of the games. The people who are trying to get that sixth spot is basically uh, Merrimack and uh, Maryland Eastern so go ahead tell us what happened then on thursday all right on thursday maryland eastern shore lost two to three against delaware state mm-hmm. and that was a home game for them i don't know if you saw what they said afterwards in parentheses final after 12 innings that was a low scoring one that was a super close game but yeah we needed delaware state to get something from that and and they did so that was awesome that's a great start to this uh, to the week and then um mary mac won five to three they did um, sacred heart they did um it was at merrimack's home we were hoping that sacred heart could get the win because they were slightly higher than them um delaware state are next to last in the in the division so okay. it's always going to be tough for them to win uh sacred heart has a better record than merrimack so there is a chance that they might be able to get pulled some results out all right move on to friday then so how did the results go there um sacred heart Won thirteen to seven against Merrimack. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a double header. I'm not quite sure why. Um, so the second game. It didn't give me that. Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> Where it says Sacred Heart. Well, it should be right next to the other. You one. You told me, and for you, obviously, no one else knows because we this is an audio podcast. I put stars next to the matches that were important, and you said, "Oh, you want me to read the ones with the stars?" I was like, "Yes, I only read the ones like I'm deliberately. I don't want you to read the Coppin State scores out yet because we're going to review those individually." <laughs> um, Sacred Heart won fifteen to eleven against Maryland. Uh huh. And what about the last game? One that. Maryland Eastern Shore won seven to six against Delaware. So Delaware State were really close. Um, both of those games were just one-run games that could have easily gone either way. So um, yeah, Sacred Heart—if they'd have won either of those last two games on Friday, it was locked up. They would have taken the sixth spot, and nobody could have done anything about it. And the fact that they didn't meant that they finished the season on fourteen and sixteen. Um, we'll talk about the Coppin games a little bit later, but um, Delaware State at this point are also at uh, 
not 14 and 16, they're at 13 and 16. So they're just one game behind going into Saturday's games. And there was only two games on the Saturday. Uh, it was the Coppin State game, the finale against Norfolk State, and it was the Maryland the last Eastern match. Shore game. Yeah, the last game to Maryland Eastern So let's start off then with Thursday. Having said that we could ideally do with Coppin State sweeping, if Coppin mm-hmm. State sweep, they get to 14 wins as well, which is where Sacred Heart finally finished. All right. In the Coppin game, in the second inning, Coppin scored one. In the third, Coppin scored four. In the fourth, Coppin scored one. Actually, I read it wrong. You read it wrong? Norfolk scored one. Uh Uh-oh, all right. In the second, Norfolk scored one in the fourth. Mm -hmm. Coppin only scored four in the third. Yes, so 4-2 after four innings to Coppin State. Yeah. In the seventh, Coppin scored one. In the, in the eighth, Norfolk scored one. Mm-hmm. And it was 5-3. Final score, 5-3. to three. Yeah, um, 11... I'm surprised Coppin didn't make an error. <laughs> That's not very nice. Uh, Norfolk State did make one error. Um, and actually, they outscored, out-hit them as well. 11 hits to 9, but as everything, it's when you get those hits. Uh, they were spread out a little bit. Uh, Marcus Heron took the win, with took him to 8-5. and five. Uh, Rashad Ruff got the save, which I think puts him higher up on that list of uh, all-time saves as well. And uh, Dalton Barham took the loss. Um, now, I was, this would have been a good bet. I think I could have won this bet if I hadn't showed you this ahead of time. Like, if I'd asked you what the prediction was for the attendance. 100. Okay, take a look. 131. Have they been listening to us? <laughs> Somebody, uh-oh, we can't put 100 again. They're on to us. We've actually got to count them now. Yeah, it was 131. I looked at that, I was like, what? I was not expecting that at all. Uh, total time for the game, 2 hours and 31 minutes. It was 60 and sunny. And, um, yeah, a few things from this one. Uh, Brett led the team with three hits, and uh, Corey had uh, Corey Miley had two hits in this one as well. What the most runs? No RBIs. I don't have that one because it's just a quick summary for this one. Uh, Marcus Herond went uh, six innings and uh, just two earned runs um, and nine strikeouts as well. Uh, particularly impressive. And Rashad actually came in, not just took the save, he had three innings uh, to pitch. So it wasn't like his normal like last inning or sometimes two. Three innings, uh, just one earned run and eight strikeouts. You can only get nine strikeouts. He had eight strikeouts. Uh, so particularly impressive. Uh, Marcos actually pitched 118 pitches. So we, we kind of talk about that 100 mark. Um, he went well past that one as well. So that was helpful. But the important thing was with using this, with not having to use as many um, relief pitches, you can save those guys for the com- upcoming games as well. And probably Rashad will then be able to pitch. If he pitches Thursday, he probably can't pitch Friday, but he would be available for a potentially important game on Saturday as well. Now, Jackson, I realize, because my notes are just different to yours, I realized I missed a couple of things. So let me fill in a few gaps. Uh, one thing we forgot to mention on the last episode at Delaware State was um, in the second game of the double header. Um, Angel got hit. Now, I was actually writing notes at this point. I had my phone, and I was taking a couple of notes, but I heard a, I heard what sounded like the ball hitting somebody's head, because you can tell that sound. And then he kind of collapsed to the floor. It was like, oh my gosh, this is not good. And obviously the trainer came out, everyone came out and checked on him, and he didn't move to begin with. It was like, oh my gosh, this is awful. Uh, eventually they got him to his feet. He was very shaky, not surprisingly, if you've got hit in the head with a ball, even with a helmet on. 
Um, but that could as, be a possible concussion. It could be. If it um, shakes coach was helping him off the field, and Mike Dorsian came out as well, put the kind of on the other side to help him walk off. Um, but in his own words, Angel said, "Oh, I'm okay, or I'm feeling fine, or words to those effects." So I was like, "That's nice that you can hear him talk." Uh, but you could see that he was clearly shaken. And um, yeah, I forgot to follow up on that. I didn't see anything about it. Um, I, Angel did not play any of the games this week. So kind of like we've said before, um, hopefully Angel's okay. Uh, we wish him the best and uh, we look forward to seeing him next season. But uh, a scary moment. Whenever a player gets hit, um, having mentioned very recently, Josh got hit and broke his nose. Um, you don't think of baseball as necessarily a dangerous game, but it, it can. You've got to concentrate, and even when you do, things can go against you. Especially in the 1980s, it was definitely <laughs> Well, that was people used to try and actively injure people, and breaking up double plays and things like that. Now, um, I also want to look at one other thing, the, the history of the teams. Um, I forgot to mention this at the start. Coppin actually only have a 32-win and 98-loss 98 loss record against Norfolk State lifetime. So, yeah, your facial reaction is what mine was as well. I was like, really? And I was like, wow. Um, in 2021, um, Norfolk State won seven and Coppin State only won one. So, um, yeah, they certainly had their number. Last year, it was four and four. So they were actually tied. So um, this actually makes this task. We're just saying, hey, they, we want trying to get a sweep here. Um, they have not done very well. They've only won five of the last... 17 games i think that is so that's going to be a t that's going to be a tough challenge for them and actually while i was looking at those games from 2022 i went back to our first coffin state game jj as well when you had your play ball event um norfolk state got five runs in the first inning so coffin were immediately in down on this one and i think what started our love of coffin state was in the fifth inning they got five runs and like how coffin state is that you you give up a lot of runs but then you manage to come back a little bit um, they gave up two more runs in this the sixth. This is especially true in the Miak. Yeah, and then they tied it up again in the seventh. And Norfolk State added one run in the eighth. Final score was eight to seven, but the games were exciting. Uh, Norfolk State won that game. No. Um, the losing. Uh, does it say that? The, I remember there was a tons of delays. There but was. I still wanted to watch the game. It though. started at two o five. It was yeah. supposed to start at twelve, and it just got late. It just got I, later and later. Attendance wasn't. You kept wasn't asking a, me. Um, if I wanted to stay, and I kept saying yeah, yes. Yeah, you kept saying yeah. Because yeah. I wanted to watch the game. You did, yeah. I'm, I just wanted to stay yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you did. Um, attendance was 125, so yeah, perhaps it's just this year they put 100. I don't know. Well, actually, Dad, that's a multiple of five, so technically they don't. It might be. They might have rounded a little bit. But I thought that was interesting, just going back and Why looking at that Why don't they teach one. us how to round to nearest five? Like, three and above, you round to, like, five. Like, what that makes Because you don't need to do exact numbers. It doesn't really matter. Exactly. If you're talking about how many people at the game, you don't need to know to the nearest one person how many there. It's just so you can compare it with other games later. So if you're talking, you might not need to round to the five. It depends on what sort of accuracy you're using. If you're building a house, you need it to be super accurate, though. But if you're just saying how many people I'm are at a baseball accuracy, game... I'm going to use accuracy for building a house with then, my yeah. attendance for the book. For the um games, the attendance for the games yeah, doesn't need do to be as accurate. Yeah, they do that like an MLB games. Well, they, they know that that's easier because they have a turnstile and they scan tickets. Well, so then they why can don't just... they just do that at college games? Because they don't have a turnstile at college. No, stadium. like at the they entrance have... parts, just count how many people walk up. Why would days. you pay somebody to do that? <laughs> so they so they get have an to stay... accurate attendance. So you'd have to pay somebody to do that for like three hours. Yeah. 
And you think that's worth it, just so they can say approximately how many people. So you don't want somebody to just go, all right, one, two, and then just kind of do a, a count them when they're okay. Yeah, that would be. Easy. That's what they do, and they just go, it's about this number. People are coming and going though as well, so you can't. It's difficult to have an exact number, and with it not being, with you being able to cut, leave, and come back again, that also means you can't just track how many people walk in the stadium, because we come and go all the time. You come and go. <laughs> you would probably be counting against the attendance like twenty times, because you're constantly going out, fetching a foul ball, <laughs> bringing it back. Well, they probably know. I, I understand, but you can't you can't do it exactly. Um, that game, the loss actually went to John Neal. Uh, John Neal must have come in, in in the eighth inning for that game. Um, I guess with it being a double header, they didn't play nine innings as well. So that was the other thing for that. So I did want to talk about that game. All right. So after the first game, then um, there was a bit of a write up. So it said uh, Norfolk State took a one zero lead with a run in the second inning before Coppin took the lead with four runs in the bottom of the third. Corey Miley tied the score early in the inning as he scored from third when Josh Hankins reached on an error. Uh, following a foul out, Black hit a towering shot over the left field fence for a three-run home run, giving the Eagles a 4-1 lead. And Herond improved to 8-5 and five on the season. Is allowing... this in, um, last, in, in the first game? This is the thir- yeah, this is the, thir- this is the Thursday game. Okay. Allow- no, sorry, no, we're, we're talking back on Thursday's game now. Allowing just two runs over six innings while matching a career high with nine strikeouts. His eight wins this season are tied for the second most in CSU single season history. And his 11 career wins are now seventh most at Coppin. He's only a sophomore. He still has two more years. So if he can keep going at that rate, if 11 is the most yeah, um, probably, in a season, yeah, if he, he can keep getting eight and eight or more than that, he could well finish up the number I one winner. I think if winner. the MLB scout goes, they... They might keep an eye on him. Uh, he's pitching well. I would say he's a bit of a work, workhorse right there. Over 100 pitches as well. Nine, Lots of strikeouts as hey, well. Dad, he's the Cal Ripken of pitchers. <laughs> he's uh, doing a great job there. Now, the thing that I didn't read you, though, was the loss. So you heard me say that uh, Josh Hankins reached on an error, and then uh, Black hit a three-run home run. Uh, the stats for Dalton Barham, I feel kind of sorry for him, actually. Uh, 6.2 innings, five runs... Only one earned run. So why does it? Uh, why is it not all fine? Why were they not on? Why were there some unearned runs? The error. If that error hadn't have happened, Josh wouldn't have got on base, and then uh, Black wouldn't be able to hit the three-run home run. So that made all the difference in that game. So if that could have easily swung the other way. So that was a really important moment in that game for them. All right, Friday's game. So we've got one win. How's the second one coming along? And we could not get to it. I would have loved to have got to this game, but I had testing this week. I just could not get out of it, unfortunately. And um, it was at 1 o'clock, and I was like, yeah, I would need to leave at 11. I was like, there's just no way I can physically get there. All right, tell us about game two, then. Tell us about Friday. All right, in the first inning, Norfolk State scored one. Coppin scored four. In the third, Norfolk scored five. Oh, it's like Coppin, this is typical Coppin. You get Coppin a lead, scored then, five. You, then Coppin come back and get another five. Like, oh and then gosh. in the fourth, Norfolk scores two. Uh-huh. And then in the fifth, Coppin scores four. Mm-hmm. Then in the eighth, Coppin scores one. Then in the ninth, Norfolk scored one. Which wasn't enough, so that was the end of the game. Final score, 14-9. to nine. Uh, 14 hits uh, for Coppin and 11 for Norfolk. And despite what you said, no errors in the field from Coppin State. Uh, but there was one from uh, there was one from Norfolk State. Attendance. Um. <laughs> you know it's not 100 now. You can look. You can look. It was 144. That was my guess. No, it was not. Because uh, I looked. Game started at 1, 2 hours and 44 minutes, 60 and cloudy again. Um, any particular performances you notice from Coffin State mm. there? 
Oof, there was quite a lot of hits in this game. Any standout performances? Brett, Josh had three. Mm-hmm. Brody and Corey had two. Yes, they did. Yeah. Um, Josh had three RBIs. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike and Brian had two RBIs. Yeah, yeah. So there were some pretty good performances there. Uh, from Norfolk State, uh, Schaefer at the top of the lineup, uh, three hits, four RBIs. That was a standout performance. And actually bottom of the lineup as well. Uh, oh, Liam Woods got walked three two. times. Liam's good again on base. Yeah, you like, he got walked. Yeah, he's only had two. Yeah, he only has two official at bats, and with those two at bats, he had one hit, and then so in five plate appearances, he got on base four times. So his on base percentage for that game was eight hundred. It's like uh, yeah, that's it. Doesn't matter how you get on, and also it ties out their pitches as well if you do that as well. Uh, starting pitchers, Nico Felber. Uh, two and three on the season, seven innings, uh, eight earned he runs. He used to only be able to pitch like two innings. Well, he used to come in as a setup, but they're starting to use him as um, a starter now. So perhaps that's something they're practicing for next year. Don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, five strikeouts, only two walks, a hundred and twenty-eight pitches. JJ, hundred twenty-eight. Wow, that's, that's a lot. But the important thing with doing that was, once again, you've saved your bullpen for what could be a crucial game on Saturday. Uh, Tyler Nickel came in for two innings, uh, no earned runs, no hits. So didn't get a single hit. He did. Um, did have three walks, um, but three strikeouts as well to go with it. Twenty. He had 20 pitches uh -huh. per inning because he had 40 That's right. um, in, um, pitches in two innings. Uh -huh. Yep. So... That's part of the job done. So this is where we stood before we went to our game now. The situation is, because we already talked about all the other results, um, now Coppin State has 13 wins as well. So going into the final day, for Coppin State to qualify for the playoffs, they need to win, but also Maryland Eastern Shore needs to lose. Coppin State game starts at 12. The uh, Maryland Eastern Shore game starts at 1. So, there might be a little bit of a wait after one game's finished to see actually what goes on. But the fact that they even have a chance to qualify for the playoffs, that did not look likely three weeks ago. So, they put themselves in a good position for this one. You're looking puzzled. Um, alright. The fourth... Oh, hold on, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Um, after this match, um, it was reported in their review that they did. It's the fourth time in the last five full seasons Coppin State's team has won 20 wins. So, that's good for them on doing that. And, um... Yeah, so the game, uh, the Saturday game. So, on the way, we did some Trivial Pursuits. Do you remember any, any questions that came up that you remember? Any baseball questions? We we did the sports version. It's a very old one. I bought it on from a thrift store. It must be at least 30 years ago. Might even be 40 years ago. If there was any baseball questions you can remember. Well, while you're thinking, let me tell you a little bit more. Uh, we went to Kinder Park uh, to play disc golf. We Park. played 12 holes because we were... Uh, we we did not want to miss because the final game is senior day, uh, where they do a pre a pre game ceremony. They acknowledge the seniors. They read out their kind of college history. Um, they get pictures that they give them with um, uh, like big picture frames with pictures from all their time while they've been at college. Um, really nice ceremony. We saw it last year and we didn't realize what it was at the time. Uh, we definitely want to see it this year because there was a lot of players that you're gonna miss. And I know you wanted to hear that. And you actually chose to miss your baseball game as well. You actually had a game. And I was like, I'm worried. We might not be able to see it. And I said, at the very least, we'll come up and we might have to leave in the first or second inning. And we asked, did you want to stay for the game or should we ask if we can miss the game? And you said, I want to go to the game. So, yeah, we asked, uh, we told your coach that, hey, we're going to miss a game because this was too important. And um, we did. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I, I remember. Um, 
how many more umpires um <laughs> were there in a World Series game than a regular game? It was two. And we now and know. And then today, um, there was um a question similar to that. How many umpires are in a World Series game? Six. Which means there's four in a regular game. Now I said probably this... one home, um second. Third and first, probably. That would make sense. We did say that question might have changed since, because now there's like a, a video ref as well who has to check, uh, like plays, like if somebody challenges. So there might be this one. So those figures might be a little bit out of date. We d we don't know. We don't know. Now, at the last game, we did manage to get three home run balls, which we said we were going to return to people. So we put them in Ziploc bags, uh, wrote the names on, and as we pulled in, we just saw Coach coming out to his car. So I was like, oh, quick. I was like, here, give him, give, get, go take him the balls so he can give them to, to the players before they kind of get started with the ceremony and everything. And um, Coach saw you. Took you inside the stadium, and I've already lost you again. <laughs> like, this happens multiple times. Like, I, I don't know what JJ's going to be doing for the next little bit. Um, but I was like, hey, that's right. perfectly fine. I gave the so, home run balls back. Okay. And then Did I... you give them to the players? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So that part I didn't know, because we didn't even talk about that afterwards. And then, um, then I pretty much sat around just watching the warm-up. We don't normally get there as early yeah. as that. Watching the warm-ups was really interesting. Yeah, and then Josh gave me a glove. Mm -hmm. And then took, and then asked me to um go play cats with him and warm up. Now I'd forgotten that you didn't even bring your glove. I didn't even mention that, and I was watching you playing catch with Josh, and it didn't even register with me that hold on, you didn't even bring a glove. Like where's the glove coming from? And later when you came back, it's not just Josh's old glove. It's like autographed, and it's got the JH six on the. It's like it's really it's a really nice glove. So obviously he said it was it has been sitting in his bag for two years. You always have to have a spare. Like if something He's happens. He's a sophomore, so technically it's been sitting. Um, so he had one, um, uh -huh. in his bag as like probably like. Um, but he's probably never used it because he probably used a different glove. Yeah, um, but because I did ask later, I was like, you sure? Because I know gloves, you have to break them in a little bit. Because to begin with, they don't like pinch very well. Um, I think there's machines you that can use that, that do that now. But yeah, you want it to be nice and loose so you can get those balls easily. I think um, the glove that he uses is probably already broken. Oh, that one will be because that'll be his one that he uses all the time. But that's, no, that was really cool. Yeah, the one that I got is also broken in. Sure, it has it's to be. It's very loose. Yeah, it has to be. If you suddenly, I don't know, supposing one of the string, uh, not strings, like, no, the webbing or something, supposing yeah. the webbing breaks and you've got to switch gloves, you can't suddenly have a brand new glove. That would be no good at that point. You won't be able to play properly. So, no, you have to get them broken in. Well, I mean, I once had a um, brand new glove, uh -huh. um, and then I still played. Yeah, you're also not playing at quite the same level, though. <laughs> that might be a little different. I don't think that um, the speed that they're hitting them to you at Little League is quite the same speed that they're hitting to them in college. So it's a slightly different. But you can, I know at Dick's you can pay like $20 and they put it in some, some sort of machine or something. And I don't know what it does, but it obviously does something that makes them. So I don't know if we did that for you and or that not. robotic hand throws at it. Catches well, I don't think it does that, but it probably it's some sort of machine that probably simulates the ball being pounded into the glove or it closing and opening. I don't know. I, we didn't, I don't think we paid for it, so I honestly don't know how that works. Um, but yeah, what about some of the drills then that you saw as players were warming up? Because I think that um, was before... I can't remember if that was before you were warming up with Josh or after. Yeah, it was before. Okay, so do you want to describe some of them? That so, ball was flying around. Um, So the coach hit the ball... Mm -hmm. Um, it went to like the outfielders. They throw it to like a base, uh -huh. and then the base would just throw it. Because you'd hear Noah call out. He'd go like yeah. two, 
and then they'd have to throw it to second. Or and then they four. went to three, mm-hmm. and then to four, then to first. Uh-huh. Um, and then, yeah, they kind of went in after that. There was in, The one that I found the most interesting, and I was kind of getting dizzy just watching it, was um, when they were playing to, like, second. So I'm trying to remember who else was out there for second. Obviously, it wasn't Angel, because he wasn't available for that Corey. Game. Corey was there, but it was who was with Corey, alongside Corey, and I can't remember who it was now. Um, I'm blanking. But they would get one, and then they'd kind of... They'd do, sometimes they'd do two plays at once. Like, they'd get one ball... And then they throw it to first. And then someone would roll another ball to them. And they'd have to pick that up and throw it to... So, and then they would switch who was on the base. And then they were doing, like, double play moves as well. Yeah, like, so, someone would hit to hit. They would throw it to um, second. They would hit it first. to second. Mm-hmm. Um, they would scoop it up. Mm-hmm. Toss it to second base. Yeah. And the second base, they would throw it straight to first. It was cool. They also did some unassisted ones as well. I don't know if you saw mm-hmm. that. Like, they would hit... Step on the base and then throw the first as well. But they had like a whole routine where you could practice like every single maneuver in the game. It was really cool to watch. And except I didn't for see... bat, except for batting and base running. Oh, except for the batting part. But in terms of fielding, because they were doing the fielding drills at this time, like I didn't see any errors at all. Like you'd expect at some point. When well, the, actually, when the... there was two. But... Well, I trust you to see two. I didn't see a single error. I well, saw the ball it went past Josh around. like twice. Oh. Throw Josh under the bus? Nice. He just gave you a glove. I didn't see that. Hey, Josh, and you might want to take that glove back from me. He's totally hey. unappreciative. Um, I didn't see any at all. But I think some of the others... Some people... of them... Actually, I saw one. And the reason it happened was the person was standing at home plate and they were hitting it so it went over, like, the mound. And sometimes, you know, when it goes over the mound, it takes weird bounces and mm-hmm. stuff. And that, that happens in a game. There's not a lot you can do about it. Mm-hmm. But considering they were... The turnover was so quick. Like, Corey had to... Like, get on second base, make his play. Then he had to get out of the way so the next player could do the same thing. And then he had to get back into position. To, I was like, oh my gosh, they're like... Because baseball's a pretty slow game, really. Like, you can watch what's going on. You kind of stood around a lot. But then they were, when they were warming up, it was like, boom, boom, boom. Um, I loved watching it. I thought it was really cool. I know. Uh, the speed that they throw it around as well. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, but no, it, it was it was really cool to watch. Um, I know I asked you to come off because I wasn't sure what coach had actually told you, but I was like, for the senior ceremony, I was like, hey, let's let's give them some room. Unfortunately, the speakers were broken, so I don't know what happened. Um, I heard somebody Bring talk about. I heard somebody talk about it, and obviously something like, did this happen on the Friday? And um, perhaps it hadn't. Perhaps it was working fine on Friday, and then they got there on Saturday, and suddenly you realize there's no speakers. Um, and you you got to remember that this field is not right next to the campus. They're probably about 30 minutes away from the yeah. campus, possibly more. So you can't just suddenly pick something up. like Because I said, they probably have like a microphone for when the president wants to speak. That might be true, but... They don't have that near the stadium. So, yeah, a couple of people that alternated, so we were reading the speeches out. So, it was I was close, so I could hear. But I'm not sure about people on the far side. I'm not sure about people on the field as well. Um, I did like leading up to this. On the, the parents were down there. There was lots of people taking pictures. Like, people were there with brothers. People were there with sisters, girlfriends. Um, lots of different pictures there. People taking pictures with each other, because different players, because it might be the last time they get to see each other for a while. Uh, really cool. They called them all in. Um, the seniors who were honoured, uh, I'm not sure, I don't think I have this necessarily in the right order, but according to from what it said on the review, uh, it says CSR, CSU are going to honour its seed seniors, Mike Dorsian, Corey Miley, Brian Nicholas, Matt Perkins, who threw out the ceremonial pitch, uh, Rashad Ruff, Timmy Rafino, and I think it's Taran Smith. I think I've been saying it wrong for two years, and I apologise. I heard, I heard somebody say it in the... I don't know why I tried to put an accent on it, but no, I think it's just 
how it looks. Um, I think I messed up on that one. Um, anything you remember particularly from the senior mm -hmm. introductions? No. Uh, the one thing I didn't know was um, it mentioned that Corey's first season at Coppin State was actually last year. I didn't realise that. I knew he transferred, but I didn't think it was um, after uh, the second year. I thought it was after the first year. So um, that was kind of interesting to hear. And... Um, yeah, I can't think of anything particular. Um, it was different, like I said, it was kind of difficult to hear, um, and I think it was difficult to read that screen sometimes as well, um, because they had it on a screen rather than have it printed out. So, so you know how light reflects off a screen. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a little difficult to read, but no, it was nice to hear that the parents were obviously appreciative. Um, coach was giving everybody hugs, uh, lining up for pictures, and then the national anthem as well. You want to tell us anything about the national anthem? Well, I mean, I was, um, I was like behind the. The, um stands so like uh -huh. I didn't really know so like and then I was walking up to by the dugout and then I heard it so I just started running and then I saw the flag oh so you weren't with me then at that point yeah. I thought you were stood just to the left of me okay that mu that must have been after you'd run up then so perhaps you missed that part well I knew obviously what was happening because people were near to me it was Brian's sister actually did the anthem and same sort of thing no no musical background no microphone so she just had to really project and everyone was kind of like before like shh, 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 try and make sure that everybody could hear and she knocked it out of the ballpark she did a great job singing that i didn't even do my oh as i like to do because it's baltimore and that you don't find funny at all um i deliberately didn't do that i only do game. it at oreos cake I know you do it at Orioles games. Um, I didn't do it for this one because I didn't want to be. I didn't want it to drown her out or over, or, or throw. I'm like, what's what is somebody saying? I I didn't want it to be anything that was confusing. But no, she did a fantastic. So job. you know how the Capitals um do red? Red. Uh huh. Why don't the Reds do that? Perhaps they do. I don't know. I don't remember when I was up there. That was something you you'd ask Corey that he would have known the answer to that. You missed your opportunity now. I don't know when you're going to see Corey. Oh, well. Perhaps we'll ask him on Twitter then. Okay. Do uh, the Reds games, do they say red? I don't know. I do not know the answer to that one. What are you showing me? Are we going to do the name thing? We haven't even finished the review of the game yet. Don't you want to tell? You're going to leave. You want to. Okay. This will be a real cliffhanger. Hey, all right then. You want to leave a cliffhanger so no. people can find out if Coffin no. State qualified? No. All right, let's no. go ahead and do the name no. game. People are listening. They want to know if Coffin State qualified. So, hold on. Tell us the game then. What happened? Um, In the fourth inning, Coppin scored two. In the fifth, Coppin scored four. Mm -hmm. In the seventh, Norfolk scored one. In the eighth, Coppin scored four. Final score? 10-1. Hits nine. Only two hits for Norfolk State. Four errors by Norfolk State in this one. And um, no errors for Coppin State. I thought you might want to mention that. I think that's um, three games in a row there, right, it Jackson? Is. Yeah. It is. Mm. But uh, I remember that um, a while ago they were making tons of errors. <laughs> okay. What about attendance then? Uh, two hundred. Two hundred. I would agree. There was I a saw, lot. There was a lot no, more people in this. I wouldn't say two hundred. I would say like one. I would say one sixty. <laughs> All right, we'll get you on official counting duty next year. Okay. We'll, well, I, I, I but can... I still have. But I still get time to do foul balls. Sure, you'll still have time to do foul balls, but you can do an accurate count for us, and then we'll compare it. See, I don't know if that includes like. Actually, you can't include umpires in that. Yeah. That's not. That wouldn't be fair if you did that. Sixty uh, is an overcast again. And um, this one we were prepared. Remember we said last time it was supposed to be overcast? Mm -hmm. 
and uh, we went with jeans and stuff, no sun sun cream or anything, and then uh, we kind of both got burnt. And then today it was on this one, it was supposed to be hot, and uh, we had sun shear and sun everything like that, and um, it wasn't. It was overcast. It sun came out a little bit towards the end, and then it, it was, was like warm. It was a little warm, but it was nothing like what it was at Delaware State, that, that's for sure. So we actually knew pretty early on on this one. Um, this was being played pretty quickly. Um, what we didn't mention is Jordan Hamburg had a no-hitter through six innings. So uh, they finished with two hits. Uh, they both came in the yeah. seventh inning. Um, but yeah, they were mowing through these guys. Um, I also didn't mention as well, one of my former students who plays for Norfolk State, uh, Brandon Cleveland, uh, it would have been his last game as well because he was a senior. Unfortunately, he didn't uh, play in the lineup, but he did come in to uh, pinch it in the ninth inning, uh, but he it, did not get a hit either. One at bat, one strike. Just, yeah, just one at bat, and unfortunately it was a strikeout. I was filming it because I would have loved to. I actually posted on my uh, school account that we were at the game, we were rooting, definitely rooting for the Eagles, unless... Brandon Cleveland came up, and then we were definitely rooting for him at that point. I Except didn't say anything like, let's go, Brandon. Like, I didn't do any of that because I was like, that would have been weird having supported Coppin for the whole season. Then suddenly, like, hold on, why is he cheering this random Norfolk State player? But I was rooting for Brandon, but unfortunately, he did strike out. Um, but he was facing uh, Rashad Ruff. And we just saw Rashad Ruff had he eight no strikeouts chance. in three innings. So he has no chance. It was kind of tough. Yeah, that, that's asking a lot for sure. So, also within this game, we were obviously. I was also checking on what is the score going on in the um, in the game with Delaware State, and I actually said to you before the game, I said my big worry is I think that um, Delaware State have probably missed their opportunity. I don't think Eastern Maryland Shore are going to come within one run again. Maryland I said, I Eastern think, Shore. I said I think that they're. Yeah, I said I think that they're going to blow them out in this game. And uh, unfortunately, that's kind of how it turned out to be. Anyway, before we talk about the final for that one, um, particular performances from Coppin State? Uh, um, Mike had two hits. Mm -hmm. Brett had two hits. Uh -huh. Um, Brody had two RBIs. Yep. Uh, yeah. And there was quite a few walks in this. Brett got uh, walked twice. Jordan got walked twice. And... Corey Miley, Mr. What's, OBP, got a walk to get a couple LLB of times. LLB left on base? Left on base, yeah. Josh was left on base twice. Um, No, Brian? I think it means that when he was up to bat, he left two people on base. Okay. So he was an Brian only was left one. Mm -hmm. Well, it depends. It depends, obviously, who gets on ahead of you. If you have zero, it might just mean that nobody batted up, got a hit before you. So it's kind of one of those stats that's. Or you're not just facing um, a pitcher with the perfect game. And you might not be. You might be at the start as well. So it's. I don't know. It's not a great statistic in terms of uh, being able to figure out too much for that. I would say. Now, one other thing we didn't mention is um, the seniors got to play in this one as well. So, Corey had been playing for the last few games, uh, but Corey was starting at second base. Uh, Teron Smith was playing in left field, which is why um, Brody Black was playing in right field for this one. I think Brody normally plays left field, right? <laughs> Sorry, left field, correct? He does. So, we've got people in like that, and also they had the chance to bring their pitches in as well, and that's exactly how it worked out. Uh, the eighth, after Jordan Hamburg, I don't think Jordan Hamburg would have been able to go for the no hitter anyway JJ um yeah. he'd already thrown 113 after seven innings so it would have been too much uh 12 strikeouts in those seven innings only four walks and just one earned run off uh, two hits uh Timmy Rafino came in pitched the eighth inning took the first inning of sorry took the first out for the 
ninth inning, and then they pulled him so he could get the seniors uh, welcome. Uh, Green. So as he came off, did you see all the players came out, kind of yeah. thanked him? That was a really cool moment. Uh, Rashad came in for the last two inning, uh, last two outs, uh, one strikeout, only seven pitches, no hits, uh, no earned runs. Um, and that and that finished the game. Unfortunately, at that point, yeah, we kind of knew the game had got away from uh, Delaware State. I think it might have been seven zero, and then I think we saw it was ten to four, and we knew it was kind of getting away from them. I'm not even sure I wrote down the final score. I think it was like wasn't it eighteen to something? It was. I didn't even write it down. I know that Delaware State had eighteen runs, and uh, oh, sorry. Eastern Maryland, Maryland Eastern Shore had 18 runs. So, yeah. Um, so, Coppin State, they all all the teams finished with the same record in the end. It was... So, does that mean everybody goes? So, no, no, no. Not all the teams qualified. It wasn't like the MEAC. Uh, Central Connecticut won the division with 25-5. and five. Wagner was second with 21-9. Uh, FDU were third with 20-10. and 10. Sacred Heart were fourth with 17-13. and 13. LIU were fifth with 16-14. and 14. And then it was a three-way tie on 14 and 16. Maryland Eastern Shore get the nod um, ahead of Merrimack and Coppin State wow. uh, because of in, in records between them. So, unfortunately, the Maryland Eastern Shore, remember they swept Coppin earlier in the season. If they'd have took one of those and games... And what about against Merrimack? That would have made a difference. Um, no, they beat Merrimack. So, that was why if they could have... If um, uh, Maryland Eastern Shore had lost then Coppin would have got the nod and they would have taken the last place. Uh, I guess after tied for six, if there's three teams tied for six, I guess the next team is technically ninth. Uh, Stonehill were ninth on 10 and 20. Delaware State were 11th with 8 and 22. And then the last position was Norfolk State with 6 and 24. Um, what that means for the tournament coming up, and I'm sure we'll review that probably in episode uh, 44, JJ. Just to win. Uh, well, Wait, the final scores. In that'll the be it. okay. Episode forty-four will be pretty quick then. The winners of the NEC tournament were whoever it is. And then like goodbye. The, the MVPs, <laughs> best pitcher. I would like to know who's going through. Yeah, we're not going to do full all reviews because we can't go. All the awards for um, absolutely for just for like the entire season. Just like we did last time. Yes, we will do that. And then also the awards for the um tournament that i'm sure well i'm sure they'll also have the regular season mvps and those will be announced in the next few weeks as well so um yeah um first game will be wednesday may 24th which actually by the time this episode comes out will have already happened uh it's going to be maryland eastern shore versus fdu at 11 a.m they're and getting then, crushed and then liu versus sacred heart at 3 p.m um, that, that might be close that's just the opening matches so i just wanted to put those ones in there so you could see um, what else did I put right? Oh, I took some notes in this game on my phone. You asked me to write one thing down. You said the Norfolk State pitcher reminded you of something. Um, yeah, it's like a Nolan Ryan kind of wind-up. I, he I lifted under- his leg really high. I understood exactly what you meant when you said it. It did look unconventional, but once you mentioned that, I was like, I can see where you got that. I thought that was a pretty good observation. Um, I had, there was two attempted steals of second base in the first inning, and both of them were out. Sorry, the umpire called them both out. The first one was close. The second one, no chance. Absolutely no chance. Everyone on our side of the stadium was furious with it. Um, One person offered to uh, give the umpire their glasses, which is kind of a typical thing. Someone else says, well, I got contacts, so give them contacts and glasses. (laughs) So, um, yeah, not a good call. Um, the second inning, uh, Mike Dorsian hit one absolutely sky high. We mentioned it was overcast, but this, suddenly you saw the player look up and then look down again and kind of cover his head because he, he got blinded by the sun. 
And what did he do after that play? Put on, Put on his sunglasses. And that is exactly why I need them. That's why I need sunglasses. I was like, well, you don't because you play night games. <laughs> so it's a little I different. sometimes play afternoon games. Uh, you don't. Well, that's true. That's true. But yeah, so Mike got away with one for that. I'm not sure if that was one of the errors. If it was, it's really unfortunate because that does kind of happen. But yeah, I, the ball was hit so high. It looked like, but no one else was near the play. So it was kind of down to just that one person. Third base just assumed it was going to shortstop, so they didn't come across, and then it was too late by that time. Um, in the fifth base, uh, oh, sorry, the fifth inning, oh my gosh, JJ. What's a fifth base? Fifth inning, fifth inning, I misread. Um, it's because it was a, related to bases. There was a sacrifice fly to uh, right field, and there's runners on second and third. Now, the guy from third obviously scored easily. I think Brian was the person who was on second. Coach must have sent him. He tried to steal two bases on a sacrifice yeah. fly. He was out by a mile. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. I was like, no. <laughs> so I'm not sure if a sign was missed or I did not like that call. I've never seen anyone score from second on a sack fly before. And he was out by a mile. It was ridiculous. Um, that wasn't too good. Um, on the sixth inning, the easiest steal I've ever seen, though, from Corey Miley. Um, as he as the pitcher was kind of getting there, Corey was halfway there and he kind of stopped. I think he's like, oh gosh, I'm in, I'm dead. And he wasn't. The pitcher threw it. He got to second base so easily. He had such a big jump. The pitcher had no idea what was going on. No one has obviously sent the signal. I know there's rules on balks and things like that, but yeah. And the eighth inning was really cool. A lot of those seniors, it was their final at bat. And you want to finish on a high, right? Mm -hmm. Every single one of them got on base. Mike good. Dorsian got good. on base. Brian got on base. Corey got on base. So that was really cool. And also, when the at that point, I think this is when they changed their pitcher, um, the music was on. It was very quiet, but I heard the uh, Mission Impossible music, which they'll often do when they're trying to bring... So there obviously was some music, but it was obviously a problem with the speakers. I'm not sure if that was from an internal speaker. Um, but yeah, I, I made a few all, notes for that all as well. we do is win. Huh? Something like that. At what? the end. Um, yeah, they played a song. It was like... Um, I think it was... I think that song is called All I Do Is Win. Oh, okay. I don't know that song. Because they won by a mile. They won convincingly. Um, yeah, so they won their last six games um, of the regular... Sorry, they won the last six NEC games. Uh, they did not win against Mary St. Mounts, I think. Oh, Mount St. Mary's, so we'll have to say NEC. Um, the team's 21 victories are tied for the third most all-time. 2005-2018 had the same. Uh, just three games behind the record that was set in both 2019 and 2022. And the Coppin, single, uh, Coppin set single-season records for at-bats, walks... And fielding percentage. You mentioned the fact that people like Liam was getting on base a lot. We saw Corey get on base. Um, didn't you say Brett had five walks in one game? I still need to look that up. That's got to be a Coppin State record, right? Most Surely. walks in a game? It's got to be. Like, that's got to be a Coppin State record. If it's record. not a record, then it's, gotta it's be tied. second. It's got to be tied. Like, there's no way that anybody has uh, six, I I'm sure. Now, I thought I'd actually written down some stats for this as well. I obviously didn't write it down on here. Um... Relation to walks, remember it was 31 walks combined. There was 15 for one. I want to say Coppin State had 16 walks. Do you remember that in that game? We said, that's crazy. The Delaware State game, I said, I'll look it up. I, I did look it up, but obviously I didn't write it down anywhere. Unless it's on one of my windows that I didn't close. The MLB record, JJ, for most walks in a game, in yeah. a regular season, in a nine-inning game, is 30. 
So it beats the major league record. So yeah, we weren't off when we said that sounds like a lot of walks. Um, I did see somebody walked um, nine times in one inning. I was like, man, that pitcher was out of control that game. I'm assuming, why did they just take him out earlier? Perhaps they did, and perhaps the next person couldn't pitch as well. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it definitely beats the major league record, and I forgot to look up the college record. I honestly thought I'd pasted it into my notes, but obviously I didn't. So um, I did see that the worst season for pitching for the most walks was by the Red Sox in the American League. And in the National League, I don't remember, but I want to say it was the Brooklyn Dodgers. Um, there was a hundred difference between those. That's how bad the Red Sox were on that one season. And it also had records for the fewest. But uh, yeah, no, I don't have that, so I can't do... Um, I can't do anything else with that, unfortunately. Man, I was sure I'd added that in. All right, okay. is it name game time? Uh, it's almost name game time. It's oh. almost name game time. I got a couple more things that I wanted to talk to you about. All right, come on, name game. Oh my gosh, you've All forgotten right. about this. And then I was like, and I said, oh, right. Nate, and you were like, I'll hold go on, first. give me 10 minutes. I want to wait. <laughs> I need to find some. All right, right, go ahead. I'll go first. And you said you had clues as well. P. Morgan A. P. Morgan A. Now, I'm not sure. Are you following the same format that I'm doing? Like, it's an old player to begin with, and then, like, a more recent player, and then a current player? No. no this is just totally... So this could be anybody? Yeah. P. Morgan A. All right, and I don't know how mean you've been, so then this, it might not be anyone who has... All right, my first... Am I, am I allowed a first guess, then, and you'll give me a clue? All right, I'm going to go with the New York Mets. I'm not sure what position he plays, actually. Uh, Pete Alonso. Oh, it was? No way. There's no Dad, way that was the right my answer. My next... That was really the answer? Yeah. That was Dad, literally the first name that came into my head. My next hint was going to be Polar Bear. Because that's... Wikipedia said that was his nickname. Oh, it was? Yeah. Is, oh, now you said there was a fact that you didn't know. Was that the fact that you didn't know? Yeah. I didn't know that. That would have been no help to me at all. All right, you. All right, the one I have for you, then. So the older player first. E. Charles... F. Now, I'm going to tell you that the E will not help you at all. But the last name does begin with F. And the reason the E won't help you is this player has a nickname, and that's what he goes by. He doesn't go oh. by his real name. So it's like Babe Ruth. His real name's not Babe, obviously. I have a clue for you as well. <laughs> so really, it's just you're working on the last letter F. That's pretty much all you got. You ready for the clue? I don't know. All right, I'll give you the clue. Because this came up on Trivial Pursuit yesterday when we did it. His nickname is the Chairman of the Board. <laughs> you were reading them, so you might not have took him in quite as much as me. Uh, he's a pitcher for the Yankees. Oh, I guess he. I guess he's done on this one then. Whitey Ford. Whitey Ford. I'm not sure what the E stands for, actually. It might be Edwin. I'm not sure. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, it was Edwin. Yeah, okay. I remember now. Okay. All right. I think that was one of the questions. What was his real name? And I was like, oh, I would never know that. All right. That. J. Carlos A. J. Carlos A. Um, oh, my gosh. Um... I'm not even sure that's his first name. And I don't know how obscure you've gone as well. I would not have thought you'd have picked Pete Alonso for starters. That's not the most obvious one. Um, is it the Rays player? Arise? A-R-R-R-I-E-Z? No. Uh, J is his, am I going to recognize it from J&A or is it a tricky one? You're good. It is J&A? Okay. 
Uh, who am I playing that? Um, I don't know. I think you have to give me a clue. Um, he's the team that he plays for right now. He's been playing for since two thousand eleven. Oh, okay. So he's been there for a long time. That's then. what it said in on the Wikipedia. twelve years. Oh my gosh. Uh, is this? Oh, I can't ask you. I was gonna say, is it American League or National League? But you already said you don't. I don't you need know. to learn those. You need to learn those. Oh wait. Um. Uh, I think you. Okay, I think I remember. Okay, um, can you tell me what position he plays? Uh, for, oh, I don't geez. know. Is he a pitcher? No. All right, so he's a regular player. Uh oh, Jose Altuve. Is that right? Yes, I suddenly thought of one that finally put those initials. Alright, your next one. This is a slightly more modern player. Not super recent, but I know you know this player. Uh, the initials are... Hey, stop trying to cheat. I couldn't read G. Howard B. The Howard won't be any help to you, but his initials are really GB, just like me. So I'll give. Do you want me to give you the time frame to help you? It's a player from the eighties. I'll okay. give you that. So it's not super recent, but it's not. George Brett. George Brett, correct. My clue. Can you guess what my clue was going to be? High time. <laughs> it was. And as I wrote it down, I put part time by accident. <laughs> and then I was like, "What the?" I was like, "That would make sense." I had to change it. All right, you got George Brett. I, I tried to give you one that I thought you'd be able to get this time because some of them have been mean recently. All right. F Gabriel T. F Gabriel T. Hold up. Um, Junior. <laughs> well, that's totally giving it away then. That's got to be Fernando Tatis. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say Frank Thomas, but that's an older player. But I thought you might have heard me mention him before. The Big Hurt. So I thought you might have given... <laughs> The Junior definitely helped me. I don't know if I would... I would... I would have had to think for that one. All right, your last one for me. This is a current player. Uh, M. Martin S. And this is not a trick one either. So it's just first name M, last name S. Need a clue? Uh, he's a pitcher. And he has the same first name as one of your cousins. Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer. Very good. That's it. I was going to say they paid pitch for the Nationals, but I wasn't sure if that would help you. That would be so easy. Oh, uh, okay. Wait. Because I know, knew he played for Nationals. You know who he plays for now? Mitch, I think. Oh, okay. He does play. Uh, see, I wasn't sure if you knew that or not. So, yeah, he's a pretty good pitcher. All right. So, I'm guessing you like the idea then yes. of doing this each time. When now, we're done, I'm going to I'm do my research for next time. Yes. <laughs> now we said uh, we can't really talk about the Red Sox and Orioles like we normally do because this is we're recording this before episode 43, and for a similar reason, we can't actually talk about. We said we want to talk about how Jackson Holiday is doing. Mm-hmm. Same thing. We can't do it because we're we're recording out of sequence just because we wanted to record this while it was still fresh in our memories. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the end, JJ. I think you're on to your outro. All right.